Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brand Boutique Elite, our podcast uh, interviewing entrepreneurs and sharing tips and tricks for you to be even more successful in your business. Today, we have a special guest, Ronan Rahman. He's a business coach with Invictus Consulting and works with business owners and professionals to accelerate their results and eliminate overwhelm. And as many entrepreneurs know, overwhelm is a common theme. For the past 25 years, he's been a business owner and consultant. He co-owned and operated a successful construction subcontracting uh, sub business, and he's worked with national and regional home builders to develop internal structures that facilitated increased efficiency, communication, and collaboration. Today, Ronan's going to share some of his tips and tricks to be more productive in your business and to eliminate overwhelm. Thank you for having, uh, thank you for coming on here today, Ronan. I am excited to be here. This is fantastic. So Ronan and I met um, maybe about five years ago. Um, we were both a part of the team management and leadership program at Landmark Worldwide. And it's a great program um, that allows you to really um, learn tools to manage teams effectively, have effective communication, and really, I think, be more productive and in alignment with achieving your goals. So Ronan, tell us a little bit about how you kind of became, you know, I always look at you as kind of that productivity expert. You know, when you're consulting, you always really put things in alignment for people and provide structures for them to really obtain their goals. So how did you get into this and what do you feel is most important when it comes to eliminating overwhelm and being more productive in your business? So I got involved in productivity. I mean, I sort of took it on as a, um, a cause, if you will, because one of the things that I've always recognized is that people go and they just flail about the day. You know, they have no structure, they have no plan, they have no clarity. They just don't know what they're doing. And that was true for me. It was a journey for me to develop my own sense of, of productivity and, you know, reduce my overwhelm. And the way I did that was I just really kind of jumped in with both feet, started to study productivity, started to look at what worked and what didn't work. And one of the reasons I think it's such an important conversation to have with business owners is because a lot of the times if I'm coaching with them and we're having, you know, conversations where we're creating actions for them to do, well, if they don't have a structure to do that in. If they're not capable of managing their day, like they're just constantly putting out fires, how are we ever going to, you know, elevate their performance and accelerate their results, right? How can I deliver on the promise that I give if all they're doing is just the busy work and sorting paper clips and dealing with fires and things like that. So, you know, the whole conversation around being overwhelmed really lives in a person's head. And the only way that I can calm that down is to give them a structure to work out of so that they can know what they're doing, when they need to do it, have it be done, and then move on to the next thing. And there's a sense of peace that happens 
when number one, you take inventory of everything that's there. And then sometimes you go, wow, okay, maybe it's not so bad. I mean, it seemed worse because a lot of things in our heads seem a lot worse than they actually are. So that's how I got started in it. And that's why I'm passionate about it because I want my business owners to succeed and for my coaching to succeed and for them to be able to take action, they have to be able to, they have to have the room to do it, put it that way. So overwhelm being kind of a story that's created in our head, because I think at times we all kind of feel overwhelmed. What is kind of the, the base of eliminating that? Well, you have to create a, uh, three things. There's three parts. You've, you know, you got to commit to reducing your overwhelm, right? Getting productive for me means focusing on what matters to you most, right? So what is it in this world that is most important to you? That's the area where you want to be productive. Everything else is really just busy work, you know, and I'm, I'm, I have three focuses in my world and everything else, you know, is extraneous to me. And inside of a structure, I'm able to fulfill on that. So number one is that I constitute myself as a person who keeps his word, right? So obviously there's the keeping the word to other people, but more importantly, there's the keeping the word to myself, right? Keeping promises to myself is how I get things done. When I say I'm going to do something and then I, I have a structure to do it in, which is the second part of the equation, uh, then I'm able to fulfill on that. I made a promise to myself, I fulfilled on that promise, and I did it in a certain time, at a certain place, in a certain way. And then the other thing that keeps me moving and keeps that com those commitments alive for me is having uh, an accountability buddy, as I call it. If you're a South Park <laughs> fan, you'll understand that. But having an accountability buddy, having that one person that's going to hold you to account uh, in a way that's effective, right? So it's not about beating you up about what you did, didn't do. It's really just keeping you focused on what it is that you said you were going to do and then, you know, helping you maybe get past what might be getting in the way of that. Uh, so that's what a good accountability partner would do. And, and, and that's that has to be in place. I think that's one of the fundamental things that has to be in place so that then you can start to actually break down the inside of that structure. You start to break down and get things done. What if somebody is like, OK, you know, I have integrity with myself. I keep my word. I do what I, but then there is, you know, way too much on my plate. And, you know, I mean to do something, but, and, and I put it down to take one hour, but it then takes like three hours. How do you kind of reconcile that? Yeah. So you just got to be straight with yourself. Like there's making the promise to do it and then there's really being straight with what does it take to do it so as i progress with people in this process of learning how to be productive that is to say learning how to focus on what matters to them you know one of the things that we talk about is you know when you're doing something new in your calendar budget 150 uh, percent of the time that you think it's going to take and this is something that over time if you follow the system you will learn what you're capable of, what resources you have, what you need, and how to structure that action. It might be a project. I mean, a lot of people get things, a lot of people confuse things thinking that it's one thing, one action, and it actually is a set of actions which constitutes a project. And so like this, the 
easy example is, you know, getting new tires. Well, that sounds like doing one action, but it really isn't. It's pricing the tires. It's going down to the place. It's making an appointment. You know, it's, 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 a, it's multiple tasks to do what seems to be one thing. So understanding that and then scheduling tasks in a way that you have enough time to do them. And that is something that you learn over time. You learn your capabilities, you learn your energy level, your focus level, and you schedule things according to that. Okay, got it. So what are some of your top tips? When clients come and they work with you, you know, what, what is the starting point and what are some of your top tips that you give to them? Well, tip number one, um, and there's not only five, but these are my five favorites. Maybe not their five top tips, but my five favorite tips. Number one is to capture everything, okay? Oftentimes we say things, we commit to things, and we relegate it to memory. I'll remember that, <laughs> you know, I won't forget. How could I forget? It's so important to me. And then it doesn't get done, right? And if you consider that if it's a thought in your head, it doesn't actually exist, right? Like we can't uh, shove a probe in your head through your ear or something and go, oh, there's that thought, right? Like that doesn't really happen. It's electrical pulses and stuff, but not a form thought. So put it down on paper, write it down the minute you make that commitment, the minute you say you're gonna do something, or even the minute that someone says they're gonna deliver something to you, write it down. Because if you don't write it down, it will go into the ether. And it happens to me. The things that I don't get done in the world are things that I didn't write down. And then I get this phone call. I mean, look, I'm not, like, I have a system and I have a process. I have my breakdowns too, you know, I'm still human, but I have a system to go back to. So for me, uh, putting things in existence, that's like the number one tip. Having an anchor, and it, and it has to be something that is with you all the time. Like it can't be a random uh, sticky over here and a random sticky over there. This is the one thing that is with you everywhere that you can open up quickly, write something down and move on. Even if it's just a little anchor to remember what it is. You don't have to flesh it out. You don't have to schedule it in the future of when you're going to do it. Just capture it. Just collect it. And then, you know, my other tip is that, you know, you want to complete the day. But this is the big tip. And for me, it's my phone, right? This phone uh, collects everything that I'm going to do on a daily basis. Oh, I'm going to do that for you? Yeah, I write it down. And then and then I sort it out after that. Yeah, so for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone uses their phone. You don't leave home without it. It's that one thing that's always with you. And since we most of us have smartphones right now, it's you know a great tool. We use Asana as like a task management tool for my team. So if there's any tasks in there, I'll write it down in there and then I can assign it to different people in my team. Even when I'm doing my um, marketing plan training course, I have people like, you know, share all these ideas and stuff. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's, I give them a marketing plan template and I have them write down each detail in there. And they're like, oh, well, I have it over here in this file and I have it in this file. And I'm like, okay, that's great that you have this information all over the place. But 
let's use this one sheet to have all of the information on one place, especially when you are looking to grow your team or you're bringing people on instead of having everything everywhere. It's like this one place where people can go and overlook your whole marketing plan. Um, you know, I have a lot of clients that are like, oh yeah, that, I'm like, do you have that written down? Oh yeah, it's in my head. And it's like, okay, that's great that it's in your head, but you know, having it written down, we all get inundated with so many things all the time, we forget. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because people say it's in my head like it's in everyone's head. No, it's only in your head. And it doesn't do any good in my head unless you put it on paper. It's just, it, sorry, I just have to laugh. And and I love Asana, by the way, too. I've used Asana many times. So it's a great tool. And that's that's the structure part of what I was referring to, right? Like people keep their promises inside of a structure and you all hold each other accountable. It's fantastic. And what's your yeah. next tip? Yeah. Next tip is uh, work from your calendar. Okay. What I mean by that is you want to be only ever looking at your calendar except for when you are setting up your calendar. So most of us will work from a list and that list may contain everything that we need to do. Well, time being what it is, you can't actually do everything at the same time, right? That's why they say that we have time so everything doesn't happen at the same time, right? It's all spread out. So you can only do what you can do right? You only have a certain amount of skill, capability, energy, all of that takes it, it, as far as what it takes to do something. So work from your calendar and put in the calendar, the things that you're going to do, and then put the list away. Imagine that you um, had a bucket of screws, right? And you wanted to, you, you needed to screw something and you have this bucket of screws and there's probably 5,000 screws in there. You know, it, it's overwhelming. You look at that and you go, I, I, I don't know what to do. But if you pick out some of the screws that you think you're going to need and put the rest away, then you can go use those screws and they either work or they don't. But now you're only dealing with five screws, not a bucket of screws. And it's kind of the same thing here. You have this giant list of stuff that you have to do in your brain. It's like overwhelming. And you just like, ah, I don't know what to do. And then you get paralyzed. Or you pick the easiest thing to do because you get that endorphin rush of, hey, I did something off my list, but all you did was change the air in your tires. You know, it just is, it's, it makes no sense. So from the list, pick the things that you're actually going to do in time, right? Because everything that we do is at a certain date, at a certain time for a certain period of time, right? There's nothing any of us do that isn't somehow in time. The calendar is just a representation of that. So sometimes people get, well, you know, I don't want to fill up my calendar. What do you mean? You're doing it anyway. <laughs> you are driving over there. There is travel time. So if your calendar looks like it's full, it's just a representation of what you're already doing anyway, or you're scheduling things that you want to do. So sticking to the calendar and only working from the calendar is one of the most effective things that you can do to stay focused on what's important to you and, and put out everything else. Does that make sense? Yeah. So those five tasks that you're selecting out of the whole list, because we all have to-do lists and lists on lists on lists. Um, and so you're suggesting taking five elements and putting them in with a time period in your calendar so that yeah. they actually get accomplished. Exactly. And, and you start with, 
So this is sort of like a side bonus tip. You start with your non-negotiables, right? What is it about today that I have to get done? Non-negotiable, don't care about anything else. World's on fire, but I'm going to get this done. And that's, that's a powerful place to start with your calendar because that's what has you working on the things that matter to you most rather than the things that make you feel busy, the, 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 that, that fill up your day. And I did a Facebook post and I feel really warm and fuzzy about it. You know, it, it's great, but it doesn't necessarily move your day forward and doesn't move your business forward, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, strategic marketing posts. I'm talking about cyber loafing, you know, which is a really easy thing to do and get distracted. So just focus, you know, just set up your day to do only those things that are non-negotiable first, and then you can move on to other things. Yeah, I always suggest for my clients to schedule out their posts for the week. So even if they can only manage, you know, setting up a couple hours and planning out posts for one week, I always suggest trying to do two weeks at a time. So, you know, spending a couple hours on a Monday, maybe when you don't have a lot of meetings and like getting your posts out because you can spend so much time if you have to stop what you're doing figure out what you're posting, maybe make that graphic that time and then write the copy, then figure out what hashtags and post them out on each individual platform. It takes so much time and that, you know, that could take one hour. Whereas if you're doing five of them in that time block, you could probably do it in two hours instead of five hours and then breaking up your time with the other tasks. So we definitely recommend, you know, breaking down your time and schedule things out so that you're not having to repeat things on a daily basis that could have been bulk done. Absolutely. And what I love about what you just shared was that it's focus time. The, the, the intention of those hour, two hours, whatever it is, is very clear. And the, the outcomes are very clear. So you know that when you start it and you end it, you know exactly what you should be doing and what you what you got done, and by and and by putting it all together, you're reducing all the different transition times from doing this to creating a post and then going back to something else and then coming back and doing a post. You know what I mean? That jumping around can kill you. <laughs> and if you create that focused time, that's great. So that I think that's fantastic uh, advice. Absolutely. What's your next tip? Uh, plan your day. So plan your day the night before. So this thing about using your calendar, sit down the night before, look at the list of things that have yet to be done and pick your non-negotiables, the things that are most important to you and put them in your calendar for the next day so that you know waking up in the morning where it is you're going and what it is that you're going to be doing. You don't want to spend precious time in the morning, especially if you're a morning person and that's when your energy comes alive. Uh, then th that's the time you want to work on those non-negotiables. Take some time at the end of the day. And for some people, it could be five o'clock, you know, when they leave work. For some people, they do it more on a personal level. So they'll, you know, they'll incorporate their work day and their personal day, and then they'll set up, you know, the future from there. So do it daily. And I have, I have a, an appointment in my calendar at five o'clock every day, which depending on schedules, I move around, but I complete my day at five o'clock. And I set up the next day. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm clear about what I'm doing. 
where I got to be and who I got to see and what I got to do. So planning that and then also doing that on a weekly basis, as much as you can plan out the week, especially with those non-negotiable things that that are most important to you, when you plan out your week, uh, that's also super effective. But if you if you can't get to that point, at least get to the to the day. So that's tip number three. Yep, I definitely, and that kind of goes along with tip number two, you know, planning out your day, blocking it off, using your calendar. You know, there's, when I have my calendar filled, I'm def, I, I'm like, okay, onto this, onto this one. But when I don't put those tasks in and it just stays in my list of to-dos, I do sometimes pick out the easy ones because I'm like, I get to cross that off. So I'll pick out the easy ones and then the non-negotiable ones. I'm like staying up to midnight to try to, you know, get those done because I'm like, okay, this needs to get done today. And so now I'm up all night working on this whole list. And so sticking to that calendar has definitely been helpful to me. Yeah. And, and you can see how the integrity part comes in, right? The keeping your word to yourself. So it all ties together because when you put it in the calendar, that's what you're giving your word to, to yourself. You're telling yourself, this is what I'm going to do. And sticking to that, you know, for some people, when they see a full calendar, they that may create overwhelm for them, which is kind of silly because they're going to do that stuff anyway. But for me, it brings peace of mind. It brings clarity. And with clarity in peace of mind, I'm free to just do the things that I'm supposed to do without any kind of anxiety. Number one, about what I'm doing or two, about anything else that's going on. Because I know I've got it handled. I know it's in the calendar to be done. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to use that mental energy to hold it in my head because everything's in existence. Everything's in a system. And I keep my word and I do my, my stuff. Yeah. All, sure. all this stuff kind of ties together. So that's, you know, that's a, a super important thing. What's tip number four? For, I know. I'm excited. So tip <laughs> number four is really fun. It's called due date versus due date. Right? So we have due dates and due dates are things when things are due, D-U-E, right? Clients give you due dates for when they want stuff, deliverables. But you're not going to do it on that day, or at least you shouldn't be doing it on that day, right? But more often than not, maybe you are doing it on that day. You've procrastinated and you're using this uh, due date, D-U-E date, out in the future as sort of some reference point by to help you figure out when you're supposed to actually do the thing that you're supposed to deliver. And so there's this, this, uh, what I want to distinguish for people is that there's the due date, the date that you actually do something and the date that something is due D U E. A lot of times people, <laughs> and I come from construction, so maybe I'm a little bit jaded about that, but it seemed like, and I was one of the finished trades. Like I was the one that did the paint touch up and the drywall pickup and everything and made the house look pretty. And I would always have people coming in that house on the last day, the day that they're walking, doing work that should have been done long time ago. But because the construction schedule says this is the walk date, that's the day they show up. Totally yeah. frustrating. So that's why I, instead of using D-U-E as a due date, use the term completion date, right? So it hit, this has to be complete by this day. And then use due date, D-O, as the day that you're going to do it. That's that could be groundbreaking for people because now you're going to start to do things well before it needs to be completed. So 
if there's a completion date that, you know, something needs to get done or it needs to you know, be completed by, how do you set when the DO, the doing date, gets done? Well, take a look at what you think needs to be done. If this is something you've done in the past and you're clear about how much time it takes, work backwards from that completion date. And if you understand it might take multiple sittings, it might take involve other people, plan it out, work it backwards so that when you start to unfold it and go forward, then you can start to you know do the things that make the next step a done deal, you know, and uh, over and over again. So work the project backwards. If it's a project, if it's a one-off thing that, you know, you maybe you need 30 minutes to put something together for someone, understand when it's due and then look to your schedule as you're planning your day, planning your week, look to see when it works to fill that in and do it with enough buffer so that, you know, you're not stressed. And if something does come up, you still have some time. You may have some time like the, a, a day or two before to get it done. You know what I mean? Because life does happen, right? And, and 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 things get thrown at us and we have to reprioritize. So if you give yourself enough buffer, you, sh you should still be able to get it done. Yeah, I think that that sometimes becomes tricky for a lot of us, me in particular. I have a completion date and so I will make sure that it is complete by that date. But sometimes it's like, okay, I, I if it's due on a Friday, I might start it on a Wednesday and power through. And then some of the other things that could have been been done on that Thursday won't get priority because it's like, all right, this completion date is happening. So definitely setting that in the calendar ahead of time is helpful. Well, imagine the freedom that you have now when you know that you have that ample time, right? I mean, there's just, sometimes I think we take our humanness, our humanity out of our work, but we're still human beings doing stuff. And we have our limitations. We have our humanity to deal with. Let's not pretend that we don't. So, you know, you having that free time is going to be or that mind that knowing that something is going to get done within a certain way and that that way works is good for you as a human being too. Yeah. So I even started scheduling into my calendar, like eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would let my calendar book up so much that it would be like four o'clock and I'm like, Oh, should probably eat something for the day. It's like almost dinner time and I haven't even eaten because it's just like things just keep getting built in and then there'll be client calls and one after another and you have maybe, you know, a couple of minutes in between to like run to the bathroom or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And putting it on your calendar creates this level of intentionality that just keeping it in your head doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I intend on eating today, but putting it in the calendar, you know, has you do it at a certain time and you can also shut out other things so you can enjoy your food and you actually, it does take time to eat. It is something you're doing in reality. So why not put it on the calendar to make sure that you get it done and that you're nourished and, and you can do more work. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes people forget to take care of themselves, like even putting in your calendar to work out or, you know, basic life things that you need to get done so that you can actually be productive. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't do all the things as as quickly as we'd want to.
Absolutely. And a lot of everything I'm sharing too, and I'm going to share tip number five here in a sec. Everything I'm sharing is taking into consideration your energy level, your health level, your well-being. I mean, all those things matter. You do need to get sufficient sleep. If you're one of those people that needs a lot of sleep, put that in the calendar, like put in a bedtime and block out that evening to not schedule anything. Or depending on how late in the morning you want to, you know, how many hours you need, put the sleep in because it's so critical for you. Then work everything else around that. Because what's the point of not if you're, I don't want to say useless, but kind of dragging because you didn't get sufficient sleep. So these are the kinds of things you want to think about when you're putting the system together, the things that are most important to you that ensure the productivity. All right. Yeah. So tip number five. Yeah. I'm excited about tip number five. <laughs> Just say no. That's it. <laughs> and that's a hard one from some of us. I'm still, I'm still working on that no thing. I'm, I'm always a yes. So makes it makes that no really hard. And I know, and you know, for years, even in Landmark, that was one of the things that I was working on. You know, just saying no, just saying that this doesn't work for me, instead of just trying to accommodate all of the needs. You know, even with clients, I'll there'll be extra things. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we can manage this because I know that they won't be able to take it on. And I know that our team can do it. So I'm like, okay, sure. Yep. We can do that. And then it's just one more thing for us to manage and take on when there might not be sufficient time to do it. Or yeah, or sufficient will, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of things that get in the way of us doing things. And when we say yes to things that we don't really mean, but feels good in the moment, we look good, we sound good, people like us, right? Um, all those things that make us human. And later on, it's sort of like that's when the other shoe drops. And then you realize, yeah, I have no intention of doing this. I'm not going to do this. I should have said that in the beginning. And so being straight with people, I, people, it's really funny. People appreciate a no rather than a, a BS yes, right? Yeah. And that, sure. and that, yeah. So if that's so obvious, why do we still say yes to things that we have no intention of fulfilling on? So practice saying no. Um, Jack Canfield, who, uh, you know, wrote uh, or edited the uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul books, uh, he has a calendar and uh, every day says no on the calendar. And this is a paper calendar. And he writes, no, 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 no. I mean, he says yes to things, but he says no first, or he comes from no. And then he decides, you know, like, yeah, am I really going to do this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really committed to that. Okay. Yes. You know, but it's much more powerful that way. It really is. When you say no to people, number one, they stop bugging you. And two, you're being straight with them. They'll find someone who's a genuine yes, rather than you who's just going to you know, string them along or do whatever or cause your own grief. There's just so much peace that comes with saying no, because then you also get to focus on your stuff. Yeah, for sure. Those are some really great tips. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you um, to learn more about your consulting or more about productivity, how do they get in contact with you? Well, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search my name and I will connect with you. Uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, you know, we have our Facebook page, but it's Invictus Consulting. Sorry, it's Invictus. I 
totally forgot the website name. Uh, it's in uh, InvictusConsultingLV.com. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. And I hope everyone, you know, takes these tips and starts implementing them because it will help you over, uh, you know, get over your overwhelm. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Always good to see you. Good to see you too. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Brand Boutique Elite. Bye, everyone.